Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week. We are doing Mean Girls. Um, It's a film about a girl from Africa who comes to America to go to school, high school that is, and about um, basically how much that sucks. Four dudes talking about girls in high school. That's creepy. (laughs) You know what? Let's just start the show. Hey guys, this week's episode, we are doing Mean Girls. I'm excited to talk about it, but first, let's talk about our weeks. The exciting week that I had this week, uh, it was Comic-Con weekend here in Phoenix. Uh, I had a lot of fun at the Phoenix Comic-Con. My biggest complaint is I wish things were labeled better, because when I got there, it was like a panic to uh, find where the signings were. Uh, for my wife because she wanted to get her um, Buffy collection signed by all the people that were there for Buffy. Who was there? Uh, there was uh, Cordelia was there, Willow was there, and Wesley was there. If you know Buffy, those are their character names. So that's Allison Hannigan. Yep, Allison Hannigan. Um, I don't remember Wesley's name. I can't remember. Wait, and Charisma Alexis is Alexis something. It's Alexis something, and then uh, Den- Charisma Dennis off. Dennis off. Was Wesley the uh, the friend? He replaced Giles. In the series, oh, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. like he was like a bad Giles at first, right? Oh and God, everybody hated of, him because yeah. he was replaced Giles, which is like the, one of the hardest characters you can replace in that show. Yeah. So, what was the name of the friend? I I always liked him, but my favorite episode, Angel. Was, no, 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 not no, no. Angel. Angel was the love interest. You're talking about um, Christian? No. He's talking about... Uh, he had that... Ever since that, the Halloween episode where everybody turned into their costumes, he was just as the military guy, yeah. and he, like... Turned into a soldier? Told, turned into, like, a special forces soldier. Such a cool episode. What uh-huh. was his name? I can't remember. Uh, it's gonna, Oh, man, I'm going to I think for, for an episode, too. we should do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The, the movie? movie? The oh, movie. yeah, definitely. It's such for a great sure. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Kyle, or Kyle was not at Comic-Con. He was the only one of us who did not go. Uh, Mike, Chris, did you guys have a good time at Comic-Con? I, I had a great time. I made a conscious effort to say I'm going to go to panels this time, and I got to see one of my favorite actresses in one of my favorite roles. That is Katie Sackhoff, and I fucking love Battlestar Galactica, and I love Starbuck. So I got to see her. And How's she, she looking? She Beautiful, as yeah. always, and but more so, such a fucking delight. Is she? She is hysterical. She is almost, she's very much like that character, but with a more of a lighter heart. Like, the type of girl that will say straight up to you, like, yeah, hey, the first thing she does when she gets onto the panel is she says, hey, sorry I'm late, I'm five minutes late, guys. I just, you know, last night I got in really early and I went out with my boyfriend and we just got hammered and I am hung over. And I just thought that was hysterical. (laughs) So real. So what, so, so did you fall more in love with her after you met her? 
Uh, probably, probably. She's taken, I can't imagine obviously. you wouldn't, you know? It's like, unless they were complete assholes, which I've heard horror stories about, you know, people meeting their celebrity, like, like people that they really, like, enjoy their, their, what they do, their performances, all that stuff. They meet them and they're just complete dicks. She and I hate hearing that. Yeah, she definitely does not come off as that type of person, that if you walked up to her, she would just be, she would crack a joke. She might even crack a joke at your expense, but she is hysterical. And I had a that was a great panel. It was a Sweet. great panel. Chris, how was your time at Comic Con? Comic Con was cool. I didn't do as much this year as I did have done in the previous years. I was only there for, like actually on the uh, convention floor and like going to see films and stuff for one day. I did work it um, for for the company for Brain Damage, and um, that was cool. Um, you know, I, I feel like it wasn't as busy, but I think also that has to do with the way they spread it out because, like you said, it was hard to find. They started putting celebrities up way up on the third floor. Nobody knew there was was a third floor to that place. So and getting there was a nightmare because nothing was labeled clearly once you got there though it was awesome like once you realize all the signings are on one floor it was like this is this is great yeah but then finding it though was just a nightmare yeah i mean i had fun i had i i I met you know i got to see a lot of the vendors i saw last year that i wanted to buy stuff from so i got to get a lot of you know cool stuff from comic-con this year um i film screened there on sunday It, it went pretty well you know a couple hiccups but no big deal um you know, so it was it was overall a good experience. I loved it. I got a skateboard. My girlfriend bought me a skateboard that I saw that has a Ouija that. board on oh, the bottom God, of it. It's, so, it's awesome. so sweet. I've been talking about getting a skateboard for a long time, and so I'm, I'm I finally got one, and I'm glad I waited. I'm thank, pretty. Thank awesome. you, Desiree. I'm uh I was uh I was pretty excited because uh, I bought just a whole bunch of toys. I collect action figures, so yeah. that's like I was a little disappointed in like how many. I love pop figures and I collect them. But how many vendors had pop figures? It was like every vendor. I was looking for older toys and it was like maybe two or three vendors that had older toys and like that was that was that was a little bit of a a jab I felt like. I was like, God. Pop figures, I don't even know what those are, but they seemed very like, like very mainstream heads. toys. They're yes, like those they are. Bobblehead. They're very fun to no, collect. I know what they I are. Love collecting them. I just thought that they were like it, it seemed like every vendor had them. Like it was like the Walmart of it was. toys. Oh, for sure. Was. There was at least five or six vendors that were. Oh, there was more than that. Yeah, probably. Dude, there was way more yeah. than that. There's do some you, really do, good artists there though. Do you leave all of yours in the box? Yes. I don't take my stuff out of the box. Dude, I found some really cool stuff. I found uh, a Cameron from Starship Troopers. <laughs> action awesome. figure which I was really excited about got yeah. a, I got a wharf um, I got um, a uh, da, 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 I saw you had the Bebop and Rocksteady yeah Bebop and Rocksteady uh, a Gremlins uh, pop figures I got uh, what else did I get oh I got the Shadow from Alec, through the Alec Baldwin movie, The Shadow, really? based off the radio show. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I had it when I was a kid and I just love that action figure so I was like I need to get this so I got that um, and uh, what else oh I got a, a Dr. Beverly Crusher which I think I'm pretty sure I way overpaid for, but it was the, the 1940s uh, holodeck edition, like where she's in the 40s get up. I don't know oh, if you've yeah, seen yeah, that episode. Yeah. Love that. It's one of my fa- it's one of my favorite episodes. So uh, I I'm, and she's one of my favorite characters. So mm-hmm. I don't mind overpaying for it. No, not at all. I'll tell you something I got, which is in the back of your car still. I think because we, <laughs> we 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 went to that burlesque show. 
Yeah. And let's talk about that. That thing oh. was amazing. I, what? That would probably was my favorite part of Comic-Con. I, I would have to agree, and I, I honestly forgot about it for a second, but yeah. since you brought it up, dude, I walked in there thinking it was just going to be some shit-ass, like, whoever they could scrounge up, but there was some good-looking girls up there, and they were doing a great job. The entertainment value was just amazing. Like, everybody, the hosts were funny and entertaining. I loved it. Mm-hmm. No, Bur- I loved it, and we 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 had some drinks. Burlesque. We had show. a couple drinks, you know, but that that's what made it fun. Everybody was screaming and cheering and having a good time. And like, I understand why that gets sold out every year now. Me too. And we we went through such a hassle trying to get in there. I mean, we were. Like, oh man, I I remember like two years ago trying to get into the nerd prom. Like me and uh, a friend of mine were trying to jump walls to sneak into a back door because like you couldn't find tickets to it. This Comic Con keeps getting bigger and bigger each year. Each year, it's getting huge. I think they said like 80,000 this 80, year. 80,000, and it was 70,000 last year, so it grew by 10,000 What's this year. Uh, San Diego? Does anybody know how many oh, people? God. It's like millions. It's got to be millions. <laughs> what is? I, I it's got to be, right? But I heard that the uh, all of it, like the full event passes sold out this year for Comic-Con, so that's that, that tells you how how big it is. I hear getting. it takes, it's like five minutes. If you're not on there in five minutes and you haven't gotten it, you're not going to get them. That's what fl- I've heard. That's impressive for Phoenix. That they sell out so quickly. Well, and they do two events now a year. Because they also do, in the Glendale, they do the Fan Fest, where it's just signings. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, too, though, because, you know, you kind of like, you know, I don't want to go spend a lot of money, but I want to meet my, my you know, the, the celebrities that I... I. I enjoy signings. There wasn't anyone that I was particularly interested in this year. It was more exciting to watch my wife go, and, and it was her first Comic-Con, so it was exciting to watch her go and find the people that she was, like, wanting the signatures of she had a real good time doing that that was that was fun but there was like you know besides ron perlman and, and christopher lloyd uh this year uh i wasn't too christopher excited. lloyd you weren't excited oh uh, no dude i was excited about christopher lloyd I, like i wasn't there at the right time though because i wanted to do the picture with him and the delorean <laughs> yeah. i felt so bad for your wife because i was sitting right next to her we were in the allison hannigan panel yeah and uh, she's like, okay, I got to leave. Cody's here. And I got to go get Charisma Carpenter's signature. And then right as she left, like 10 minutes later, Alice Hannigan is just like, and I just got to say, one of the best people to work with is Charisma Carpenter, who is sitting right there. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, it's all right. It took us two <laughs> hours to find where the signatures were anyway. So well, there you go. We got them. She had plenty of time to get up to that room yeah. that no glad, one knew about. I'm glad I spent the weekend packing and moving. So yeah. you guys can all go screw yourself. Well, that's exciting. Tell us about that. Tell us about <laughs> your packing exciting. and moving. I fucking hate moving. Oh, yeah? And I always seem to move in like, you know, the hottest day, days of the year, July. Or oh, that's <laughs> every day here. It's awful. So it was terrible. But no one's I'm ever happy. I'm, I'm happy, you know, got a pool now. I'm going to hang out by the pool a Hell bunch. Yeah. Tiki bar. There's a tiki bar built next to the pool that has fucking power ran to it. It's got seating for fucking nine on it. Yeah. That's all you need, son. Yeah. That's all you need is seating that's for nine. So the address nine. is if you want to come party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about tonight. Let's talk about Mean Girls. Uh, first off, what makes this a cult film? Quotability. Quotability. I agree 100%. It is quotability in this movie. Because, you know, I was trying to take notes on like how it was shot. I was trying to take notes about the music and blah, blah, blah. All that stuff fits perfectly. There's really, it's not shot in any extravagant way. It's shot like I feel like your typical comedy. Um, it's, there's nothing to brag about there. So I'm like, what makes this a cult film? And it's literally, it has to go down to the characters to me and the quotability of the film. 
Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much memorable stuff. Like, I mean, I, I think when I was like reading up on this movie, I think I, I read somewhere where like, um, like the White House Instagram or Twitter like retweeted some quotes from this movie or something like that. Like, yeah, I read that too. Like that's, I mean, you got to get that. That alone right there shows you like the culture effect that this movie has had. Where I mean, it's it's reaching into all aspects of like you know our way of life. So yeah, Chris, I. Uh... As far as it being a cult film, I have a kind of a hard time with that. Um, and I feel like maybe that's just a part of me saying it's not old enough, which isn't fair. But like, but, you know, I think it was made in 2004. It's 10 years old. I think it. 11. Okay, 11. I th- yeah, the, the sequel just came out. Getting older. Direct to video. But anyways, what makes it a cult film, is, <laughs> it, it really does come down to quotability and characters. It has to be because it's, yeah, it's yeah, not, I mean, it doesn't really stand out as far as like cinematography goes or like leaning too far one way or the other. It just has a nice blend that everybody can enjoy. And I think it's rare where those movies come along, but they have to instantly become like, classic in some way well yeah. and that's the and thing too they weren't really reinventing the wheel here no and there's and there's no. not really any other aspects of the film that could fall into what you know we created as our categorization for cult films i mean it wasn't a flop it was actually a fucking right. ra- a huge success i think the budget was 11 million and it grossed 280 plus million what? that's like avengers numbers dude that is well opening week i mean maybe. well i mean if you did if you did if you did comparative to cost versus yeah. profit yeah, yeah that is fucking avengers it's numbers. huge it's fucking it's huge huge it's so. huge um i mean i agree with you guys i definitely think quotability for sure because this movie is so quotable uh i don't know what the timeline is where you could say like okay this has been old enough where we can consider it a cult film Maybe for me, I'm a little older than you guys, maybe by five years. Um, this just missed my generation. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. There's wiggle, there's, yeah, there's wiggle room in his actual age. It's he's possible. Guessing. But I definitely feel like the w- the first ruminations of people talking about this being a cult film was just a, a generation behind me. Yeah. Um, when I saw it, I looked at it as being, um, wow, this is like a John Hughes film. Well, didn't like, they do like a, like a reunion thing on Fallon or something like that too recently? Think I think that the ten year reunion just happened, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It happened last year. Yeah, but I think like they did some stuff on Fallon too, um, to, and that which keeps it relevant also. You know, with the younger generation now, I yeah. I think. Um, but I think if you ask a twenty year old, a twenty year old, they will definitely say that this was like an important film in my life. In the same way that we might say like Sixteen Candles or. Uh, Karate Kid or something like that. Yeah, like that's that's to them what those movies are. This to is us. this is their Breakfast Club. Yes, yes. very good, very good, very good mm-hmm. reference. Because this is the one they'll be watching. Like I did when I first saw Breakfast Club, I watched it on TBS. I feel like every cult film I've ever seen and fell in love with, I saw on TBS first. <laughs> like Tremors. Would you say TBS? Yeah, yeah, TBS. Oh, yeah, or Tr- USA. Like. Yeah, exactly. It was like Tremors. Um, you guys uh, were lucky. I had no cable TV until my senior year of high school, so everything I discovered was by word of mouth and by like combing through VHSs at the video store. Oh, you got to watch them on TBS where they edit them like the audio terribly when there's like <laughs> cursing and stuff like that. It's great. So it's, yeah, that goes so back much to the uh, your mother sews socks in hell from uh, the Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's on the, t- the TBS version of the Exorcist. Exactly. Is there such? Is that really? Is that, a thing? Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, that like, is a real. Could thing. you really edit that movie down? God damn, they for, did. Like, they did. The movie is so popular that they want. They had to put it on TV. Dude, 
there's so much stuff that you'd have she to cut out. She stabbed herself they did in it. the vagina with a crucifix. You don't How see it. You... you just see it going down. You don't actually see it slamming into her Jesus fucking jaw. Like <laughs> this fastest movie ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, it was it was edited for television for sure. Wow. Yeah, so and your mother so socks in hell replaced your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but she also so socks in hell. Yeah. She so socks oh, in hell. Man. It's like she's like like your grandmother. I'd rather just so like socks. I bought you some socks. By the way, welcome to hell. Yeah, she's well, <laughs> she's not knitting them. She's sewing them. So let me ask you this then: <laughs> so does this, whatever does this <laughs> does this movie does Mean Girls hold up today for a younger generation? Absolutely, without a doubt. I think the I think the topics covered in this one, like they, it doesn't matter what year it's made. I mean, anything to do with with like dealing with the negativity, the awkwardness of being a teenager going through puberty and dealing with like the the high the high school like social um, hierarchy. Is going to always apply. I mean, who knows? Maybe years from now, like, you know, maybe younger generations will kind of move beyond trying to be popular and they'll. No, I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, that's there, just a. It's, just, something, it's always going to be tangible. Yeah. There's something ingrained in the human psyche where we feel like, I, I, I guess, the necessity to be an elitist or at least be on the top of your game. And be able to run things. Be you know a leader I mean? or a follower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's some kids who just don't think that that's important and they're the outcasts. They're yeah. the, uh, the who who is the uh, two characters? Damien and uh, was it J- is Jan? No, it's Jan- not Jan- Janice. 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 Janice and Damien. Janice. Yeah. Yes, they're definitely the kids. That, uh, they don't care, or at least they don't think they care. At least Jan- specifically they act from like Janice they don't yes. care. Yeah, Janice acts like she, she doesn't acts care. Like she doesn't care, but she cares. so fucking cares. Yeah, she, she so wants cares. revenge on Gina, Regina George right. so bad for calling her a lesbian that she's willing to sacrifice a friend, basically, mm-hmm. in the movie. To get that done, because that's basically what they do is they like, hey, here's this young, naive, pretty girl. Let's throw her in with the wolves so we can uh, get our revenge on the pretty girl. Wow, you know what? I didn't even think about that in the same way that the plastics are kind of using her as like, okay, let's, we have our fourth. Yeah. You know, they're using her as just like, okay, here's a nice Oh, yeah, girl. everybody's we using... We can use her because she's so innocent and she doesn't know what the hell she's getting into. And then it backfires on her. Yeah, no, they're just as mean. The other two, her other two friends are just as mean and as I the And I feel plastics. like they don't pay for it as hard, you know? Like, everybody else kind of gets theirs, but those two never really do. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's probably, like, because they want to kind of seem like they're justified since they're the outcasts, and it's like, it's the underdog type of thing. Yeah, but they're so. really they're really fighting with fire with fire on yes, this Yes, they one. are, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, here's, we found our secret weapon. Here's a pretty girl that knows no better. Like, she doesn't yeah. know that these girls are going to destroy her life, which they practically, I mean, in a way, do. You know, not really destroy her life, but every, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, she might as well be Buffy from Buffy the Vampire. Buffy. I don't know why I say it like that. Buffy. Buffy. She might as well be Buffy from Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer in that. Like, you know, she might as well have burned down her gymnasium. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? That's oh, you're talking about the movie. Yeah, that's okay. what happens at the I, end Every time you bring it up, I think the well, TV she, show. She, so. Yeah, you know, there's... <laughs> Technically, in, in, the, in the series, too. She brings on the whole damn yeah. school, right? <laughs> well, no, they, they, she talks about, in the series, she talks about leaving her old school for, because of burning oh, that's down right. the gym. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's awesome. So it still holds up to this day, which I, you know, I, I totally agree with. I think that this message is universal. Um, it's the same message we got from Breakfast Club. It's more or less, discar- like, trying to figure out, when you're in that age, you're trying to figure out who you are, and that's really what Caddy's going through. She's really trying to figure out who she is, and that's why she jumps from group to group, I think, is because she's trying to figure out who she is as a person. Um, is she really 
this fake plastic person or is she going to stick true to her roots of who she is? Is popularity more important than being yourself? Well, I also think that she's also thrust into it. Yeah. You know? She is. She comes into the school thinking that, like, well, everybody's just going to be cool like they are in Africa. And then she realizes so quickly that she brings up I a, am so distanced from everybody. She brings up a good point when uh, she's doing like the voiceover. It's like she's never been used to adults not trusting her or, mm-hmm. you know, not, not you know. That, that So she's coming from a completely different environment where now suddenly she's under scrutiny from everyone. Like, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a total, total mindfuck for her because she has to like suddenly create a persona so that she can fit in. So I think she fit in comfortably, though, with the two people that she met first you know um but i think ultimately she just wanted to make make friends she wanted to make everybody happy she also kind of wanted to know what the other side of it was like what it was like to be popular oh i think we would all uh you know looking back on it i think we would you know speaking for myself i should say if you were given that chance to make that jump in that social hierarchy would you have because that's basically what this this movie's asking and she says yes, and I have to. I have to say, I'd probably say yes because of what comes. It's almost like mini fame that comes with it. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. At that that point in your life, you're like they were the mo- They are the biggest Hollywood stars of their high school. The Plastics are. That's yeah. like the way to look at it. Yeah. So if you were able to trade in your high school status for that, I feel like I would too. It. I'm gonna disagree with you and agree with you on one thing. Because um, my life is very much like Katie's. I was a military brat. I came here from the Philippines, and then I got thrust into like basically six. Mike seventh is not grade. Asian, just so everybody knows. N- well, okay. <laughs> or Filipino, you mean? Or Filipino. Filipino. Part well, they're the, Asian. The Asian. They're Asian. It's from Asia. Yeah. yeah. But for the most, like, I, when I came down here, I had to get acclimated to everything. And I will tell you that my high school experience was that I was desperately trying to be popular. That's how I was. Uh, I I did sports that I didn't want to do. Um, is I, it because you felt like totally just like well, alone I was thrust into this. When you I got into school, like nobody talked to you, nobody knew you, and that just was uncomfortable. Yes, yes, to some extent. I mean, in the Philippines, it was a little bit different. I lived on a base. Yeah. Um. So you only had like a set amount of Americans that lived on this base. So we all kind of like got together as a big group. Like, okay, we're all military brats. We all understand this. And there wasn't that kind of hierarchy. There wasn't those kind of cliques that existed. Yeah. When I came here, I quickly learned that like, okay, I'm going to be either with this group or that group. And I had to be thrust into that atmosphere. And um, I dumbed myself down quite a few times and did sports that I didn't want to do. Just to get sounds kind of like jail, feeling. actually. It, it is like <laughs> it is like jail. I mean, it, high school is very much like. I jail. I didn't punch the weakest person I found. It's like <laughs> day, day one, he kicks someone's ass or becomes someone's bitch. Well, that, <laughs> no, that's in, that's in another high school movie called The New Guy. Has anyone seen that? Where I, no, no. I think I kind of so got did. DJ. Quills yeah, in it. DJ Quills in it. That movie's yeah. actually really funny. I've I, never seen. I it. think it's hilarious. We'll have to put that one on here too. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Like that. That's the the theory of that is like he was the nerd of the school, so he goes to, to prison to learn how to be a tough guy and he uses the prison rules in school which is you know you go in there you, you find the biggest baddest guy and you take him down that's the easiest way to get respect and be popular that is true so that's essentially what he does in that movie i will say an ironic which is 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 essentially what they do in this movie regina george is the biggest most popular person and powerful person in that school and their whole plot is to go and take her from that throne yep yeah Exactly. It's high Boom. school's prison rules. No, it's totally true. <laughs> I will say this though: there, the ironic twist of fate. I don't know if anybody else ever thinks about this. Do you ever think about like just like quantum leaping into your old high school self? 
and what you would be able to do if you could. Oh my oh, god, knowing I mean, what you know now. Every oh time. my god. Yeah. And I you know and you be know, honest, I, you wouldn't be running around trying to appease the popular kids. You'd uh, be just trying to cut them off at the knees. I, like you, you wouldn't even give a shit. You'd be that kid that's just like I'm going to dominate shit. I, yeah, I'm going to read a book. Yeah, no, that's I'm not, the I'm smartest not kid, the fastest kid and the strongest kid. That's what you would think. I would go back I, I would go back and just study. I would do homework if I could go back. Oh yeah. Like, I, I, no, like, you're right. Because I floated through on like You have D's to look at C's, it. Man. You have to look at it as like like, well, that's just four years of my life. That's a, such a short time. But when you're a, a high lot. schooler, you think it's like life. Like, this, yeah. this is where I'm going to meet all my friends. I'm going to be with them for the rest of my Don't life. Don't we all have dreams about high school, though? I do. But what do you mean? Like, like you like, dream about it? Like, I dream that I'm back there or that I'm in high school. Or I don't that think I, I ever have dreamed that. I do. It, I, it's yeah. never a good yeah. feeling. I mean, I loved high school. I'd have no complaints. But, like, every time I have a dream about it, I always wake up and I'm kind of indifferent. Who I'm didn't like, like high school? Did anybody? Know? I liked high school. I did, too. I, okay. I was, it was no, it, it, I didn't and, like and it. And to, your point, like uh, it. and to your point about high school friends, uh, 20 25% of this room I went to high school with and we're still friends to this day. Well, there you go. Yeah, I guess right. Well, no, I have I have friends that are high school friends. I'm, I guess I, I'm, I'm dating the people that I don't. The people that I tried to appease to make my friends, like the popular kids, yeah. and I wanted to be on the football team and shit like that when I was not good at football. Um, they're, I don't know where they are. I don't ever see them. No, I don't. I know. I like, I I think out of high school, I probably had, I, I had like two or three people that I hung out with like consistently. Um, but beyond that, like now, like, you know, we're, um, I just had my, I think my 10 year reunion just passed by or something like that. But it's, uh, I, there's only one person that I still talk to from that I know from high school and that's mm-hmm. my current girlfriend. Like we were friends in high school. So that's it. Really? Like, oh, you yeah. guys are like high school sweethearts? No, actually we never dated or anything in high school. They hated each you other discovered, in high school. You discovered yourselves? She found she <laughs> she found Kyle picking his boogers in class in high school, so she never wanted anything yeah. to do with him then. Like, do you still pick your boogers and yeah. eat them? No, I don't. No, you know I just what? I stopped eating them. See? I still pick them. See I always th- thought you had so much potential, <laughs> See and now you've reached that level, and now I'm ready to date. See you. how this movie wears off on you? I just spread vicious rumors about him. I, that's not even put true. Put it in either. the burn yeah. burn book. Put yeah, yeah burn book. Put Kyle. Cult that film burn book. That was not very gruel of me. <laughs> See what I did right there? Damn it. See what I did right there? He's just a reference machine. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll talk about our favorite characters in this movie. <laughs> I used to think there was just fat and skinny. Apparently, there's a lot of things that can be wrong on your body. My hairline is so weird. My pores are huge. My nail beds suck. I have really bad breath in the morning. Ew. Hey, you guys. Happy hour is from four to six. Um, is there alcohol in this? Oh, God, honey, no. What kind of mother do you think I am? (laughs) Why do you want a little bit? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Hey, guys, we're back. We're talking about Mean Girls. Uh, Up next, we are going to talk about our favorite characters. Um, Chris, who's your favorite character? It's hard to choose. I love so many characters. I think that's what again, goes back to saying what we were saying before makes a cult film. There's so many good characters with so many good quotes, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for Lindsay Lohan in this one, but, um, you know, there's a lot of really good supporting characters too. I loved, um, Damien is his name, right? Yeah. Damien. Damien, the gay friend. I thought he was fantastic. Kevin G. I love Kevin G. You gotta love Kevin G, the uh, rapping mathlete. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, I could name so many more, but, that's how those are you, like those are your main favorite yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, who's your favorite character? Um, any scene involving um, Tim Meadows. 
the anything with Tim Meadows. Fucking it. hilarious. Like, um, there's uh, there's a part after the after the girls are fighting in the hallway after the burn book gets released, and they're in the uh, gymnasium, and uh, he starts like, "Does anybody have anything they want to get off their chest?" And the one girl's like, "I've got what did she say? She's got a wide set vagina. Why is that a heavy vagina flow? And a heavy and flow. He just flow. stops. He's just like, yeah, I can't do this. And he just like walks <laughs> away. <laughs> He's so funny because a lot uh, of a lot of his a lot of his his comedic parts are like." Facial expressions are like you know yeah. one-liners. It's fantastic. Do you have a favorite one-liner from him? Oh, I do. Um, I think I think my favorite one would be after he uh, during the talent show he asked everybody to make some noise and shit, and then like two seconds into everyone getting loud, his face just like goes from happy to like stern, and he's like, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> my my favorite is when he's like uh, he's like I will keep everyone here as long as I have to. Uh, we can only keep them to four. I will keep you here till four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so good, good. It's awesome. just so good. Uh, yeah, Tim Meadows is great. Mike, who's your favorite character? Oh God, it's between uh, Karen. Okay, Karen I Smith. I, lo- I love the uh, I love the uh, I have a seventh sense, and that's played by Man- Amanda. Seyfried? Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah. Seyfried. Seyfried. She's just like, oh, I, lo- I have a seventh sense. I can tell when it's gonna rain. Well, my boobs can tell when it is raining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best line, and yeah, the co- she- obviously the cousin thing. She gets confused with the cousins. The, the it's a thirty eight percent chance that it's already raining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. But yeah, she's so great, good. and I, I gotta say, Katie. Yeah, I, I, I like her. She's uh, she's likable. She's she's awesome. very likable. I mean, that's the point of her character. Was I to be likable. I am going to say Karen Smith, and uh, I have to give it to Gretchen Wiener. Gretchen Wiener is just, she's such a good character. Just she's so she's so middle of the road. You know, she wants to be the popular girl, but she also is just like, but she's. The she's, babbling idiot. Yeah. She's kind of like trying too hard, I feel like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's like, and they kind of even pinpoint that at the end of the movie when she's like with a group of Asians. <laughs> yes. At the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. She, oh, yeah, yeah. She's in the Asian group because her mom's Asian, right? Is that what it is? Is she Jewish? Like, what is her. I don't Wiener? know. Do they ever say that? I think no, they, they don't. Her get father all I know is, is the inventor invent- of. Go oh, ahead, Kyle. No, go ahead. You started. He's the inventor of the toaster strudel. Yes. That's right. Thank you, That's right. Mr. Wieners. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the delicious treat of toaster strudel. She's just trying so hard. I kind of want to go buy toaster strudels after we're done recording. And she's just like the consummate sidekick to Regina George. Regina George. Which, which is, is like, yeah. it's hard to pick her as your favorite character, which, uh, you know, Rachel McAdams plays a great evil lady. Uh, you know what I mean? Villain, man. Yeah, she's she villain. is. But it's hard to pick her as your favorite character because she's so evil, you know. But she plays it so well, so it's hard to say like she can't be one of your favorite characters. No, she know. can easily be. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, and Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler is the mom. I know that's uh, so good. You girls so keep good. me so young. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys listening to? What is what's hip? That you, yeah. I mean, can you just leave? <laughs> and she's so happy to, yeah. to be treated like shit, you know? Like, she's just like, take- she just wants to be the cool. She, okay, she comes in on them making out on the bed. He's like, Do you guys need anything? You need a condom? Or <laughs> yeah. You need anything to drink? Maybe, uh, you need a snack? A condom? Maybe some condoms? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you kids have fun. The <laughs> dog is chewing on her nipple and she yeah, doesn't even she notice doesn't it. Even notice she's it. so yeah. fucking plastic. Does anybody yeah, yeah. have anything to say about Regina's uh, sister who's just the whole time oh doing my like. God. Booty dancing moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just watching MTV the whole time. You and know, emula- it, Girls Gone Wild emulating that. Yeah. It's such a fucking commentary on where I think Tina Fey was looking like, oh my God, this is where girls are going. 
Yeah. This is she nailed bad. it, though. She nailed it. She did. You look, yeah. Looking back 10 years later, like, she fucking called it. No, for it. sure. For sure. So good. That's one of my favorite lines, too. Where she's like, this, the junior girls, they've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. So good, yeah, and you know that's an, it, it does it touches on like real stuff like real stuff, but it pokes light enough fun at it where you don't have to take it too seriously because it does poke uh, you know fun at the little girl uh, maybe growing up too fast, which I think is what she was trying to say with that in my in my opinion yeah and it also pokes at um, pedophilia. <laughs> Yeah, um, I know it does touch. It's on kind that. of a dark topic. Huh? It is kind of a dark topic with the coach who's sleeping with the two uh, underage um, Asian girls. What's you know? the line like? Coach Sonzo, drop the girls. Oh yeah, yeah step, step away, away from, from, from the, the girls. Step away from the girls. Step and away he, from the underage. <laughs> yeah, step away from the underage girls, and he just runs yeah, away. Gone. <laughs> that turned out to be true. True in the burn book. Uh, so, was there anything that you guys, um, you know, like uh, a favorite scene that you had, or anything like that, that like that really stuck out to you? That were you like that, that helped make the movie for me. My my favorite scene is the uh, mall scene where everybody goes and she's talking about like, well, this would be this would be settled in the jungle. Oh yeah, no, the no, way. no. When they start all acting, yeah, like they're from the jungle. Like, yes, yeah, acting yes, crazy at the, the watering the, hole. In the watering hole, which I, is it a mall? Yeah, yeah, it's a mall, right? It's a mall. It's a fountain. It's like the fountain of the mall, and they're all just beating the crap at each other and stuff like that. Which, I mean, with Tina Fey's comedy, and like if you watch 30 Rock and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and stuff like that, there's so much of that. Like, it's almost like, I'm trying to think what kind of show it is. Oh, like Family Guy, where they, they jump to these weird, like, Oh yeah, alternate they, universes. Like, hey, remember the time when I and Jesus and me were hanging out at the fucking park the other day? And they just jumps to that. Yeah, it's a lot like that, but more topical than Family Guy, which is more pop culture based or more like poking fun at things. This is more like, you know, it it's, it has something to say about how teenagers probably should act. Yeah, you know, the strongest should survive versus just like the most you know passive aggressive or the yeah. most. I think you know, I think all I, I agree with you. I think. It, it, from my favorite scenes were any of the scenes where they were doing that that cut to actually probably my favorite one of those was actually in the lunch in the cafeteria mm-hmm. when he when uh what is it regina asked her if uh his hair is his really, hair should yeah. be slicked back his hair should look like this and, and yeah. she's like i know how, how i would settle this in the wild and like everybody's like screaming like a monkey slapping yeah, the ground and the shit yeah oh god <laughs> that's fucking funny going back to that mall scene she, uh, regina george is the evilest thing i've ever seen in a movie Oh, when yes. she calls yes. that girl's mom is like, oh, this is blah 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 from this Planned is... Parenthood, and uh, we just it's urgent that she gets back to us because we have her test results. And, <laughs> and she gets the call and she's like, Mom, why? I was like, Oh my god! Like if you did that, like to me at that age, I'd be dead. Yeah. Well, well, I, think, I, mean, I would hope you wouldn't get calls from Planned Parenthood. Let me <laughs> well, you know, I'm very... Cody, you're pregnant. I'm very pregnant. <laughs> I mean, that's such a great thing about Regina George's character is like, okay, so when the burn book gets found out and then she's talking to the principal, am I the only one that didn't catch, like, thought it was genius when she's throwing her the flicking flyers and stuff and then you realize she's doing like kind of like a double agent kind of thing? Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was that fantastic. Was like, well I didn't played. see it coming at all that that she was going to do i thought she was just simply like okay uh, katie did it yeah but she, instead she just does this she's weird created, created like, like ultimate chaos it's like it's like when you when you're losing at a chess game and you decide you're just going to throw over the fucking board 
He's going to r- pull the table off. Is that what you do when you lose at chess? No, I don't do Remind that. Remind me not but to play chess. But that's what I feel. No yeah, Very right? violent game. It's like doing a magic trick and then telling everybody how you did it. Or as I, I, as I thought, <laughs> when you're playing a video game and your brother's beating you 50 times, you beat him one time, and then you say, I'm done. That's you know what you're, that was you're the right. move that I used is. to do all of mine and my brother. Mortal Kombat three, he said the same thing. I'd it. kill him, be like, all right, I'm done, walking out of champ. No, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Fuck you. I beat you 50 times. Doesn't count, motherfucker. Last, last the Super Bowl, Super yeah. Bowl. That was the Super Bowl right there, and everything else was the playoffs. So that was it. That was the one. My That's favorite one scene was like when they went when it was Halloween and she she showed up in. Uh, I, I in a wedding dress like as the a, ex-wife, ex-wife, the yeah. ex-wife. No, the ex-wife, right? Oh, no, no, I think it's ex. an ex-wife. Yeah, it's an ex-wife. She's she goes, ex-wife. "I'm an ex-wife," quote unquote. Does everybody... she have an axe in her back? No, no. Oh well, that what movie she... were you watching? Uh, the one that should have been so written. I married that would have been much funnier. That one should have been. <laughs> well, internet will correct. I like. I like. I actually like after that scene when she goes to complain about uh, Regina George uh, to her friends who are watching uh, to Damien and Janice who are Janice, right? Is that yeah. right? Who are watching the horror movie and they're like, it's like that the intempa- uh, anticipation. Oh my god, it's that anticipation scene, um, and they uh, they essentially like are waiting for the buildup of like the killer to come through, and then the door flies open, and it's like the scary like ex wife that comes through. I don't know. I really like that scene. Then maybe that's just me. There you go. Just corrected Mike via uh, via the the, you know the magic. Funny? The magic. While of Google. you were looking it up on your phone, I was looking it up like, no, it's Axe Wife. It's Axe Wife, <laughs> and I'm going to show everybody. Looks like, this. looks like looks like I'm better at Google than you because so I figured is, it out. You were much faster. So on it. she yeah. shows up as the Axe Wife. The Axe Wife. Yeah. The Axe Wife. Axe Wife. Yeah. My favorite scene though is has to be when they all are in the gymnasium together and they're going through like the whole everybody picking on everybody and the trust falls and it's like, yeah. who hears uh, you know who hears felt you know alienated or picked on by. Regina? Gina George and everybody raises their hand. <laughs> the teachers, Tim Meadows, and like and all yeah, that <laughs> everybody raises their hand. She because she doesn't feel like she needs to be there. Yeah, you know, I even like the part where it's like the inner dialogue with uh, 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 Caddy, as I'll call her, like everybody else does in the film. Uh, you know, where she's having the inner dialogue where uh, Tina Fey is talking to her, and she's like, you know, yeah, I lied about that. Yeah, I lied about this, but if I tell the truth, then everybody will think I wrote the book. Yeah. So yeah, dude, Regina George put on the plot, bro, and put her in the in the headlock basically with the plot there. Big squeeze. Yeah. And and really fucked up her social life until you know they rigged the uh the, the prom uh, the, the prom the, yeah, oh, no, it well, wasn't the, prom, the fling, it was spring fling. Spring fling king and queen. Yep. There it is. Until they rigged that uh you know which um they put uh Janice in, they put uh uh Gretchen Wiener, uh Karen Smith Karen Smith, Katie. Well, Katie got in on her own. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They put, but they put in uh, Regina George, um, Gretchen Wiener, and Karen Smith to like plot them against each other. Karen Smith's so. not in it. Yeah, I didn't think she was. A part I thought of she no, was. She's not a part of it. It's Gretchen. Gretchen. No, yeah, she Gretchen. Is. No, no, no. Isn't she? No, it was the other girl. Gretchen, it's Regina, the, and um, and uh, Katie. No, no, and Janice. The, Janice. There you go. Oh, Janice. Yeah, I could have sworn nope. Karen Smith was. In, well, I'm wrong. I'll let her know. Right you know, there. hey, I'm just you know. It, I'm just going to host the show. Um, <laughs> Whatever I said goes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, if you go watch the movie and you don't see what I say, you watch the wrong movie. It's That's an right. ex-wife, guys. It's an it's ex-wife. ex-wife. Just joking. Is there, dead. I know it She's is. She's an ex-wife. So, we've gone over favorite characters. We've gone over favorite scenes. Is there any favorite lines that anyone's had? I think we kind of touched on that, but I said all Tim Meadows' lines are. But actually, no. Uh, what is this? Kevin G.? 
Kevin G's got oh, some man. great lines, man. He's fucking hilarious. Oh, Kevin G. <laughs> I love it. It's not. It's not. It's not a line. It's just a visual. It's a yeah. visual. It's his card. His business card. It said, "What's say math? Mathlete slash badass MC on his." <laughs> <laughs> so good. A, a lot of my lines are from Amy Poehler. Definitely. Yeah. You girls keep me so young. <laughs> so young. So, uh, how did everybody feel about the end of the movie uh, with the uh, n- basically the new plastics coming in and uh, you know them almost in a way threat again threatening the social culture culture of the high school and and basically saying like if these girls try to fuck with us we're just gonna hit them with a bus. <laughs> okay, I will tell you that what I like about Tina Fey's writing and the way that she portrays things is that, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely felt like when Regina George gets hit by that bus, I thought that they were going to be like, that's what I wish would have happened. And then it actually, it's actually what happens. Yeah. And then when it happens again, you don't know what to think. You're like, yeah, okay, you so guessing, that like, so okay. this this film just took a very dark turn. They kill whatever plastics show up. And then you're like, okay, just joking. And you're like, oh, oh God, you, you did it again, Tina Fey. Yeah. You know? It's like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like, like you, know, you know. It's like, it's, you know. Yeah, you guys get that, right? Well, I was yeah, when you, you guys would shine. Everyone in, got but, that. Uh, yeah, anyway, so. Yeah. I didn't know when you were done. Yeah. <laughs> so was there any part of this movie that you disliked? Mmm. What's, like, what, what could you say could have been better um, you know what could they have done to make this a better film than it For already me, is? The only thing, and only because I'm a huge Tina Fey fan, I've watched almost all of Thirty Rock. I watched The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you haven't watched that, it's fantastic. Does Tina Fey write that? She writes it. She's created it. It's okay. It has the best opening of any TV series I've ever seen. The opening title song. Okay. Oh, so beautiful. Anyways. Uh, it's a great thing. I feel like her comedy has actually grown in leaps and bounds, and if she could have done this film again, it would be even more outrageous and okay. more out there. So, so what's that, that's the only thing you, I can say, that really. You, that you hate? You just you hate the fact that she didn't write it today? No, I can't say that I can't say that I hated it. This is a good introduction to her library of what she's done if you're following her career. Like, this, this, is, the, I, this is the movie that put her on the map, right? I mean, Oh, yeah, I'd think, I, I definitely think I mean, so. it got... It got, but, it, it, well, it, she, it created SNL, it, SNL. Let's it, just well, say it, it probably made, SNL. I think it but, made I think it made Tina Fey more of a household name because it was such a wider audience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, SNL is a great show, but I mean, she doesn't even on SNL. She's not in very many skits. She's, no, a, she's, she's just, a writer. She's just uh, and on uh, Weekend Update, she's she yeah, found she's second. And, and I mean, that wasn't even that even as that like the the Weekend Update. You know, I think. When Jimmy Fallon and she was on it, it wasn't as good as some of the previous ones. So I mean, she didn't have as much recognition. Oh, so I disagree. This, when they, yeah. when her and Jimmy Fallon on there were so good. I don't know. They but I also, so I also like Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers, though. I so. definitely did not like Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers. What? No, they, were yeah, great, they were great. They were great too. Yeah, you're it's, it's now. It's calling nope. Chris, no. what didn't you like about the film? Is there anything that you could find that you didn't like? I can't really think of anything I didn't like about the film. Honestly, like I there's there's no point in the film where I feel like it drags. No, there's, I think the pacing is fantastic. Yeah, there's no point in the film where I'm like, eh, whatever, like, you know, like, okay, I'm just tuning out now. So the only thing I can say that was wrong with the film is they didn't follow do do a, a, a justice on a sequel. I yeah. agree. I agree with you. I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I didn't find anything that I really didn't enjoy about this movie. I think um, they hit the nail fucking on the head with this movie, man. Like, 
it is it, it's a it's a good movie. Um, it's a solid movie, and I feel like it's a movie you can watch with your family and kind yeah. of get, get a little uncomfortable, but have a good time being uncomfortable. Yeah, and like you know, feeling like you're discovering something. Just like, like Caddy's dad in uh, the uh, Jingle Bell Rock scene. Yeah, he's very uncomfortable yeah. when yeah. she slapped her ass, and so was I. All right, so I have a question <laughs> for everybody: How many times has somebody seen this movie? I've seen it about seven or eight times. I've probably seen it more than that. Five. I'm gonna say like eight eight times. I mean, right off the bat. Like, so where are we going well, with that? Yeah, I don't know. What you're saying. <laughs> it's it's very clear that this is that like this is one of those I, movies that when you see it come on Showtime or fucking HBO, like you're watching it, even in the middle, even like the last half hour. I think that says something about a movie. Yeah, I think they made a little magic with this one. They definitely did. They didn't know they were. I don't even think they really knew what they were making, you know, but it ended up coming out great. Um, I did actually have a scene that I didn't like. Which one, Ooh. Kyle? You're such a liar. No, I it was. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I'd say it, I would say it dragged, and I didn't feel like it. It added. I mean, it, it did add some element, but but it's when she she has a house party, like that whole scene is kind of a blur because I don't really remember. There wasn't a whole lot of memorable stuff that was happening. It was just what? her dealing with chaos. Like, she throws up. She throws up. <laughs> she throws up on uh, what's his name's uh, pants. No, that's not the cousin scene. That's the Halloween party. Oh, at Aaron's what? house. Yeah, that her, is. her is her own little tiny. Oh, that's right. We don't right. even remember right. the scene, to... which is what I'm talking like, about. I when thought she's supposed to be at... for eight. Do you think that's yeah. enough? Yeah. She's supposed to be at the art show, and instead she throws a party at her house, and it gets out of control, mm-hmm. and she doesn't go to the art show, which also brings us to one of the best lines ever, which is, you know, I better get my pink shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but which, I mean that that scene. I don't think it. I don't think it added. I'm not gonna say it, it really took away, but it it's not. It it's shows, like one of the only scenes that doesn't no, have a lot of. I think really funny, memorable shit happening. It's just it her dealing with like a real situation. It doesn't have like funny, memorable stuff in it, but it shows how far she has has gone into the plastic mentality and how that. That's really not what, um, you know, uh, God, I cannot think of the guy's name because I don't care about him. Aaron? Thank you, Aaron. Because <laughs> I care, you know, the girls are the main focus of the movie. He's the, you know, he's this, this uh, in my opinion, he's the side story. Yeah. He's just like a, like a, like a catalyst for that conflict between Regina and Yes, Katie. exactly. Yeah. But he, you know, like, he kind of makes it known in that scene, like, you're fucking up. Like you, you know what I mean. Like this is not the person that I like. I like the dorky girl better. What happened to her? I think that's kind of cool. Which, they took that route with him, though, I, that they made him a little bit more of like a respectable dude. He wasn't I, just like a douche, you know. But I kind of agree with his outlook. That wasn't like my mindset in high school. Like, yeah, I was trying to get with some 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 good looking girls in high school. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. Like, I was trying to get with some better looking girls, but I was more interested in. The girls who were interested in what I was interested in, yeah, who were good looking, rather than the girls who were just that's always the, the, the thing you're trying the, to find the the, 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 good, the super girl who's you know you're always trying to find the cool chick who's like yeah you know into this you're saying your your music that you like or your exactly movies and shit like that that's always like oh, fucking yeah you don't want the arm and he saw and he you, you know th- and that's what you that's, want someone you can fucking you can shit, shoot the shit with about right. something and that's what that scene was saying so it was important to that subcategory storyline so maybe that's why it, it doesn't stick with a lot of people but I think it is an important scene well that was mine all right all right cool. I don't think there's anything that I'd really disliked I mean you know anything like that but 
Uh, you know what? We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're just gonna give you what we, uh, you know, what we're gonna rate the film. We're gonna rate it by uh, burning some burn books. We're gonna burn some burn books. We're I don't know what that means. What are you Nazis? We're gonna it. burn some books. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Jesus. What? Oh no, she did not. See, that is the thing with you plastics. You think that everybody is in love with you when actually everybody hates you. Like Aaron Samuels, for example, he broke up with Regina, and guess what? He still doesn't want you. So why are you still messing with Regina, Katie? I'll tell you why, because you are a mean girl. You're a bitch. Here, you can have this and won a prize. And I want my pink shirt back! I want my pink shirt back! Hey guys, we're back, and we're talking about Mean Girls this week. Uh, so let's go ahead and just rate the film. Uh, I'm going to say that I love this movie. I think it's hilarious. Tina Fey's writing is amazing in this, and she pretty much ran this film, you can tell. Uh, so I am going to give this, uh, we're going to rate it with burn books, so I'm going to give this four. Four burn books out of five. That's a lot of burns. Yeah. That's a lot of burns, That's ladies. Of burns. That's a lot of burns down south. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't we know what that means. Some cream. Mo- yep. Moving off it. We get some cream. We get some cream. All right. Mike, how many burn books would you give this? Uh, I'm going to give it the same. Four burn books. Uh, great film. I, I, I think we've all said this. There's nothing we can say bad about this film. Nothing. I said something bad, but it was, okay, you it said was, one it was minor. It was, and, it was one scene, and I knocked it down. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, it's again Tina Fey. Like if she could do this film again, I think she would kill it. I think she would crush it. Um, that's the only reason I'm a docking one burn book. That's all I have to say. Cool. Chris, how many burn books would you give it? Well, I thought I was going to give it four and a half, but I'm actually going to knock it down to four. Okay. That's not to say that it's um, not a good film or it's not worth five. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really glad that the film is ha- has a, a, a cult status. I think it is deserving of it. I think the quotability alone is uh, fantastic. The writing's great. The pacing's awesome. Um, I'm going to give it a solid four, a really, a really solid four. Really, really solid four. Kyle, how many burn books? You're um, the one who hated it the most, so how many burn books? I hated it the most by... <laughs> Slightly disliking one scene made me yeah. hate it the most. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that that one scene is in the movie, I'm going to give it four. Dude, this movie is hilarious. It's fun. Uh, it does touch on a lot of... And there's a truck going by. Big old truck. Big old Big truck. Big old, old truck. truck. Um, no, it, it, it's fun. It touches on a lot of stuff, and it adds a nice comedic edge to soften the fact that you know, some, of the, some of these experiences are pretty real, and I think that's partly why it's a cult film. It, it radiates a lot with... I think any any high schooler that watches it is well, gonna dig into it and enjoy it. So that's what I was gonna say. Is like if you love Breakfast Club, you might as well give this one a try because it's it, it's in the same vein. I don't want to say it's the same movie, but it's definitely in the same vein of like discovering yourself in high school. And I love that movie. So I mean this 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 movie's right there with me. It's just more edgy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty. It's an updated version. Yeah. If you ask me. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Um, next week we're going to be doing the ro- uh, the the what are we doing? The, are we doing the Warriors or the we doing Warriors? The are we doing Warriors or Burbs? The Warriors. We're going to do the Warriors. 
So next week, we're going to do the Warriors. Uh, my name's Cody Everett. I'm your host. You can find me on, uh, you can fi- actually find this whole show on Twitter. Uh, we're at uh, coldfilm underscore review. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up Cold Film and Review. You can also find us on Instagram at uh, coldfilm underscore review. Also, uh, you can find me on Instagram at official Cody Everett. Mike, where can people find you at? Uh, they can find me at Twitter at, at Mike Salustio, or you can find me blogging about filmmaking at friendlyneighborhoodfilmmaking.com. Chris, where can people find you at? You can find me at cultfilmandreview.com. Um, you could also... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm with, yeah. Uh, if you know how to spell my last name, you can certainly look me up on Facebook. Good luck. Um, to fucking nightmare. You know, and, uh, and, and head over to Brain Damage and Midnight Releasing and check out some of the films that we're putting out. Awesome. Kyle, where can people find you at? You can find me at Bluefield Audio on Facebook. You can find me at Pliskin 426 on Instagram. And you can find me at cultfilmandreview.com. All right, guys. Join us next week when the Warriors come out to play